Okay, P. Yeah. Does that sound a little bit better? Yeah, it sounds perfect. Okay. I no idea what happened, but I made some adjustments to my um to because I've got my mic plugged into like a physical um uh what do they even call them? A little no, mixing. Board? Yeah, board? like a little board. Um and I don't know why it's misbehaving, but I adjusted some of the knobs and brought the gain down and it seems to be sounding a little bit better. Okay, you adjusted the knobs. Did you spank it? I didn't. That might help. I think that's why it's misbehaving. Does that not work with other people? You know what? Now that you say that. Hello and welcome to the VG Weekly Roundup, your number one unranked weekly video game podcast every Tuesday at 9.30ish p.m. Central Time and Thursday at 8 p.m.ish Central Time. We come to you live for a collection of the week's biggest gaming news, host topics, and what we've been playing right here at twitch.tv slash closp. That's twitch.tv slash closp. Please remember, if Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming and one free month of Twitch sub for any channel, it'll be that channel for you. But if not, that's okay. It's still the free things you can you can like, you can share. You can heart, you can star, you can rate, you can review, you can... I mentioned you can share it, you can shout it. Does that window open? Don't worry about which window. Does, does it open? If it doesn't, get a rock. You don't have a rock? Use your fucking hands. And just take the fucking thing in and just, just, just shout to the heavens that you're watching us. Just shout to the heavens, the URL. That is twitch.tv slash C-L-O-S-P. You won't regret it. Actually, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, if you're going to bloody up your hands, I don't want to say you won't regret it, but... That's a, that's a very, that's a very there's no way. personal discussion to have there. Yeah, there's no way. They'll, they won't regret it. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm your host, Silas P. You can call me P. As always, I'm joined by the resident speedrunner and wannabe game dev, Minus of at Minus27 on Twitch. Yeah, won't regret it. I recommend a chair or something to smash the window, by the way. And and uh, I guess maybe just be careful when you do that. I'm just doing that. I think I might have hurt my wrist. I think I, I, think <laughs> I hit myself too hard. Oh, I'm old. So many things are popping right now. And I'm barely moving. Oh, Lord. Um, this is episode 21 on Thursday, August 11th, 2022. As we mentioned earlier in the week, I am free. I have put down Fire Emblem Three Hopes. It is no longer the obsession. I have finished the second route. As I said earlier in the week, all the other houses don't make any fucking sense. They don't need to be there. All hail the Emperor. Everybody else is fucking idiots. Okay, well, the Golden Deer are fucking idiots. The Blue Lions are just cops, and we don't play cops here. I was about to say, don't you have one more, at least one more route to go? <laughs> no, no, we don't, because we don't play cops here. <laughs> That's we... right. Also, the golden deer proving how worthless they are. They don't kill any of the uh, the blue lions like you did with when you were with the black eagles, because they have no resolve, because they're stupid and pointless. They do nothing. 
They're only there because the creators of the, that series are cowards. They don't want to admit that Edelgard was right. Edelgard did nothing wrong. Anyway, so that's that's over. So that was, what I was trying to get to is that we're going to talk about uh, Team and Teach Fighters Revenge this week and what we've been playing. Uh, we're also going to go ahead and talk about Tencent becoming or working its way to becoming the biggest shareholder in Ubisoft. We're going to talk about Netflix and their games no one's playing, but probably should be. And we're going to go ahead and talk about Microsoft and Sony having uh, a little bit of a tiff in the courts. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll read it out for you later. Before all that, once again, we will be asking, as always... What have we been playing? I feel like something's not right. Yeah, yeah, I, you don't. I, I thought you heard experiences minus because you don't actually control the show. But there's just sometimes everything seems like it's going right, but I can feel like something isn't going right. Like there's a button not pressed. Uh, I say as long as we're live and we can hear each other, we are good to go. Feels so. My fingers feel they haven't thinged something properly. I know you were talking about the the tweets, the Twitter tweets, mm -hmm. and the other marketing snafu. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll let that go for right now. So just to talk my, my about fingers are wanting to thing. I don't know what to say. <laughs> talk about Shutter's Revenge for a second. I think so. You and I played this together. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought we played. It was was it not no, you and we, me? No, we should have, but then you forgot we, to text me. Oh, I did. This is embarrassing because I played with someone yeah, else. No, okay, yeah. You know, so you know about the multiplayer experience that I should have known about, but didn't specifically uh, because of you. You ever invited someone to a party they weren't invited to? <laughs> but Tell I was invited. You were in charge of inviting me, and then you didn't do it. Uh, I'm the worst. You're right. That happened. So, um, anyway, Shredder's Revenge, uh, we have played this separately uh, and had our own separate experiences with it. Um, Obviously. So, so, P, just for you to start off with, how was, the, how was your experience of the story? Well, so my single-player experience of the story was quite a handful. <sighs> you know, um, what can I say? Uh, it's very um, concentrated. <laughs> very um singular some might call that lonely <laughs> um i find something was missing like um how, how do i put this like uh five other players um <laughs> missing yeah and just, just just you know like, like there's just, like i don't know oh. it was like there's my life bar and everything in the top left hand corner and it was all this space <laughs> across the screen yeah. like something should have been there but wasn't oh uh, no i don't know when i played it it seemed pretty full <laughs> holy shit anyway um, sure is revenge uh yeah i loved it uh, i honestly loved it i yeah. like uh side scrolling beat em ups are my original favorite games of all time they're the like the classic of when I want to just play video game as video games, this this is the thing where my mind goes. This is the you know this is the memory of like, damn, video games are fun. Like that 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 is what it is for the longest time. Um, like the only thing that can top JRPGs for me in terms of games I love are really good uh, side scrolling beat em ups. Um, 
And it's oddly enough, this is kind of full circle for me of the fact that my earliest memories are either of playing on the NES Super Mario Bros. or the original TMNT uh, NES arcade game. Those are my earliest memories. I remember a, a blank wall carpeting and playing these on the NES. Um, well, yeah. not, not these, but, you know, my, the original. My earliest, my earliest memories of those styles of games uh, was one, actually, the, the Power Rangers one, the Super Nintendo one, mm-hmm. if you remember. No, I remember. I remember that. That was a good one. Uh, and uh, Turtles in Time. No, like that, I'm not not even talking earliest memories of these types of games. I meant earliest memories, period, like mm-hmm. of my life. It's not um, another full circle moment of it. It was like I played them alone, despite having people who could play with me. So you so know, so for those, so for those who are interested in some of the details behind the game, just to go through it real quick, if uh, people can play, they, if you have friends. <laughs> this, so this game was developed by Tribute Games and published by Dotemo, or Dotemo, uh, based on the old franchise from the '80s. It was, well, at least, inspired by the eight, the 1987 animated series. Uh, and and for those who like us were kind of around for that time, it borrows stylistically from a lot of the home console games from like the '80s and '90s. Um, it was released June 16, 2022, on almost anything you can think of. Basically, and and, game pass. Uh, and yeah, and find out Game Pass. That's uh, that's how I played it. Uh, oh, really? Some of the interesting details I saw in here I didn't know were the turtle voice actors from the '87 series reprised their roles for this game. Yes, I I, I didn't I wasn't aware of that exact. Those detail. that were still with us at least. So yeah, right. Uh, and then some of the uh, some artists that were used for it. Um. Let's see some of the artists. So composed by T. Uh, T. Lopez, contribute contributions from guitarist Johnny Atma, rapper Mega Ran, singer Mike Patton, Ghostface Killer, and Raycon from Wu Tang. So that's really cool. Real quick, uh, Hulu, uh, Wu Tang, American Saga, renewal for season three. Give it to me now. Let's go. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm sorry. Go on. Can't stop. Can't stop. Never stop. Never stopping. Uh, so that's that's just that high level for anyone who's interested in some of the. I'd be surprised for folks who might be listening that didn't know this game existed right now, uh, even if it wasn't something interesting to you. So then to talk about our experience, like P was saying, I mean the game really does land when it comes to trying to hit that nostalgia, uh, but not just that it hits the nostalgia, but it also reminds us that that gameplay style is not dead; it still has a place. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it can be evolved. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, it, it's so cool. To, I, I was so ready to go and uh, play it and be, in, you know, and really enjoy it. I think the thing that stood up to me was the fact they had special moves. It seemed to have, like, a lot more actual thought to the combos and everything, things of that nature. And actually getting my hands on the fact that they had an actual, like, here's how to play walkthrough of it that did go ahead and show the different ways you can go ahead and make combos. You, it has follow-ups, launchers, uh, the... Big special moves. You even have team moves, which I wouldn't know about. Um, and just, just so much to just keep the game going. Even even like dash attacks and jumping around, stuff of that nature. Like they even like, and I, I what I really liked about it is the fact that they went back for a lot of the classic. Like Team NT has a long history of side scrolling beat em ups. They were like the ones that really you could always count on to make it a big thing. 
Um, and I just love the fact that they really did bring it back in terms of um, how it would work. You know, in terms of even the dive kicks, also like the attacks in place, but still in the air, the floating attacks, um, even the different ways you could intentionally throw enemies instead of it just kind of being up in the random like in the old school games mm -hmm. and the fact that they made it an actual uh boss mechanic at one point to go ahead and do so to incorporate the fact that it is something you control itself and not to mention the added additions of collectibles that actually went ahead and got you somewhere actual level up stats things that nature and just being able to grow more and just it's it's such a love letter to the classic cartoon series while still remembering that it's not just trying to rely on that. Like, the visuals are beautiful. The gameplay is smooth and enjoyable. I think the only version of it that launched with any kind of jankiness, in my understanding, was probably the Switch version. From my, I heard some off and on. I don't know how bad it was, but that was it. The fact that they, they were like, okay, we're going to go all out in terms of getting the original cast back together the best they could, using those characters again for boss fights, things of that nature, and just... It, there's just so much love and care, and it's like the fact that this is a legitimately good game for 2022. Like, it is a legitimately good, stands on its own game for 2022 of this genre, which so many others don't get. Like, again, for the longest time for me, I have such a love for the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World video game for me, for the fact that I felt that it was the first time we went back to side scrolls and beat-em-ups, but they did expand with the way you could use combos, with the ways you could level up your character, you know, collectibles, the replay value all of that and then this comes along and i think this you know it's a bit of a toss-up between them i think depending on the day i'm feeling but the fact that i would be willing to have a discussion about which one was better because the fact they do age this up is just i i'm so happy i can't believe they really did that this was and also that's a surprising link to it. it isn't a quick like oh, this is something you can spend like a few hours in an, ar you know, an arcade playing or not. It's going to be a good number. So there's like 15 levels here. And each of the characters you play and level them up, you do so individually. And there are overall um, seven player, seven characters so far. The developers did say they are not looking into DLC, but they're not opposed to it depending on fan feedback and what that could mean. So it is a complete product as it is. You can get the four turtles, of course, April, Master Splinter, and after beating it one time, Casey Jones from the original cartoon series. And it's just, I don't like, I personally, uh, I'm someone like, <clears throat> my latest Turtles game was the IDW inspired uh, 3D Turtles uh, brawler that Activision put out a few years ago that apparently people were hating on for whatever reason because it wasn't perfect, but it was made up Platinum Games. I don't know, I played it and I loved it personally. I, I didn't get the hate from was but then also they lost the license so they had to delist the game and there was nowhere to go ahead and play it i'm lucky i got it i got it digitally so i had that game forever but i thought it was really cool it made me really happy to see them evolve so then going back to the original cartoon i mean again my first big cartoon i really loved it the most but no one touches idw like idw's run the comics currently that started back in like 2011 2012 is the best thing that's happened to the franchise ever it's the best iteration turtles ever period so I was really hoping we would go ahead and keep growing with that. But, you know, taking a trip down memory lane, it was really cool. It's cool to see the IP get large and in charge again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I know you mentioned a little bit about, like, its length. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think the nice thing is that it's – because I know you talked a little bit about its length not being too short, but it's also not too 
long. A long problem year. I've had with new games lately, and just admittedly with how old we're getting, shout outs yeah. to that, I guess, is the fact that I just don't have time sometimes to try some of these new things. I don't have the commitment to make, and this game doesn't require that. One, because of the way that it level, like the way that you transition levels and how easy it is to pick them and put it down, but also it's not a huge time commitment, so you don't feel like you're getting into much to jump in and play. Exactly. And do it. So like there are plenty of times where I yeah. got one I needed and I could just walk away, period. Yeah. Like signs of a good arcade game. Mm-hmm. Like I was okay with like I could stop here. I didn't, but I could have. Uh and it just didn't feel arbitrary at all. It didn't be held back. It, like again, I think the biggest thing about it, I don't think it's enough love for it, is the fact that this does not feel like an old arcade game. This is the beat up genre brought back and exploring what more it could be and what it could do. And I love that. Because, again, I adore side-scrolling volume-ups. I wish people would do them more, but I wish people would do more with actually evolving. Like, for myself, I played Streets of Rage 4, the newer Streets of Rage, so a few years ago on Game Pass. Uh, it was the first time they'd been released in decades, 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 decades. Um, and it was fun, sure, but it was very much a game of like, oh, they're still going for that old school feel of the classic console beat up where they didn't have too much going on. They didn't even have a run button or anything. So, yeah, it was fun and enjoyable, but it still felt very much like, a, okay, but we could grow. We could do more here. We could be more than just a trip down memory lane. You know, there was just more to do. And Turtles does that. Yep. All in all. If that's something you're in the mood for, I say give it a shot, especially uh, because it's so um, easily, it's on everything just about. So easy to find and play, whether it's PC, uh, Linux, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, you can play it on Game Pass. Is that uh, Linux? It's hard, it, yeah. Well, at least it says it supports Linux. So probably oh, okay. through something. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was yeah, not, 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 yeah. yeah, not that I really game much on Linux, but but yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's it's just so cool. It's just it was, it was just so cool. I enjoyed it so much. I'm I'm happy. I'm ready to go back to it with some friends on my birthday to go ahead and get a co-op experience, you know, because I haven't had one. Um, <laughs> I know I'm the worst. Oh. <sighs> I think the only thing I would complain about is the fact that the PC version didn't have a widescreen mode, an ultra-widescreen mode. Like, I was really hoping they'd have that. I mean, everyone who's anyone from back in the day remembers the old-school, ultra-widescreen X-Men arcade game where you have, like, six people playing at once, and it was a dual monitor set up inside the fucking machine, and it was gigantic for a beat-em-up. And I, just, I thought we would have that here, but I guess not. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. What I'm trying to say is, do this, but with the X-Men game now. Ooh. Just give me more of this. Like, just, just keep it coming. I'll buy yeah. every time. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Any closing thoughts? No, I think we're good on that. God, it's such a good game. It's such a fun game. It's such a fun fucking game. Oh, God. Okay. We're going to let that go now. Where's my mouse? Mouse, where are you? Come here. There we go. Just, I keep watching the trailer, goddammit. I'm, I'm going to need to just stop. Just, like, just stop <laughs> uh, we'll be here all night. Anyway, 
that is what we've been playing for this week. We'll move on now to the first news story of the day. First up, Tencent seeks to become single largest Ubisoft shareholder. This is from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Let us begin. Tencent is trying to become Ubisoft's single largest shareholder, overtaking that of the company's founding Euromont family. That's according to a new Routers report, which cites a number of sources close to the company with knowledge of ongoing discussions. Tencent already owns about around 5% of Ubisoft alongside chunks of dozens of other video game companies. Now it's seeking more. According to Routers, Tencent is, has offered way above the company's current share valuation in order to sweeten the deal, around 100 euros per share. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. Um, Eurogamer, put it in American. You heard me. Most of the company's previous best uh, from 2018. Currently, 80% of Ubisoft shares are publicly owned. 15% are owned by the Guillemonts, who are the company's largest single shareholders. Tencent owns the remaining five. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, historically, Ubisoft has resisted attempts at, to wrestle control the company away from its founders. Indeed, the Tencent deal was seen as a way uh, to ward off another hostile takeover bid to the style of Vendi back in 2016. But more recently, Ubisoft has been seen to have softened its stance following the bruising couple years of long-term boss Yves Guman's own future being questioned. In May, Guman said that said it would consider... Yeah. Yeah, why is it it? Is that the... the I was talking about the estate. That's a weird sentence. Okay. In May, Guman said it would consider an all-acquisition offers. Though had everything it needed, I think that meant to say though it had everything it needed to remain independent. Eurogamer, what the fuck? Um, in a quote, we have the talent, the industrial and financial scale, and a large portfolio of powerful IPs to create massive value in the coming years. That's provided us with a plan to build strategic partnerships with the biggest players in the entertainment and tech. In the entertainment, I mean that's a quote. So I won't give that. I won't put that on Eurogamer. But okay, they can't sell video games. They can't fucking talk straight. Uh, one scenario floated back in April suggested Ubisoft might consider investment from the private equity sector to ward off another full-scale takeover attempt, while still retaining control of the company overall. Ubisoft has declined to comment on this report. So I put this together back on Monday. Let's go ahead and just real quick, real quick, make sure there's no update on there. No update. They still have not commented on this report. Well, all right. Mine's I mean, got a question for you. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's the last Ubisoft game you played? Oh my god! On top of that, Division Division Two. <laughs> what was the last new Ubisoft game you played? Oh my! Oh, you know what? Actually, after it wasn't uh, wasn't uh, wasn't the um, God. What was it? Was that was that uh, that free was an open world hacking game watchdogs is is that ubisoft watchdogs is ubisoft yeah but it's not open world I, or oh no 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 you i thought you said free to play no no yeah watchdogs is uh open world yeah because i think they're i think their newest one uh you I, mean I may... um the one you could play as anyone it was uh watchdogs legion legion that's right. That's that was probably the last one I played, and I played that for a grand total of about two hours. Really? How'd you get a hold of that? Uh, of the game? Yeah. 
how did I get a hold? I must have got antsy somehow because I think I have it like on the Ubisoft launcher on my PC. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have put a couple hours into it and then I put it away. And we had to talk about this previously where you're like, oh, Legion, it was it was okay, but it didn't really ramp up right with how I liked Mm -hmm. the way two went. Yeah. So the vibe didn't hit me well. Yeah, no, we did talk about Um, this. Yeah, because I loved two. Yeah. I keep seeing two on the Game Pass launcher. I'm just like, "Mm, I could. (laughs) Yeah, it just it just feels right there. So that was probably the last one that I can think of. And every, and you know, admittedly, sometimes I think about like maybe like playing Valhalla or something might be fun. And then I never do. Yeah. Same. And that's just, yeah. And that's just kind of what happens. Ubisoft is it's so, I mean, there's something to that perhaps. Uh, I do think that uh, they might be, maybe, maybe they're kind of, maybe they're kind of teetering a little bit. And they don't feel like as much of a weight as what I remember. Like, I remember there was one year a few years ago where I was obsessed with Odyssey and I finally got to play it. I really love the gameplay. I really love the idea of exploring. I love Cassandra. And then I, they showed off. Uh, I was like, man, I'm really getting into that. I'm kind of all about this because I want I wanted like another Witcher type experience. And uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is base, is literally by design almost like abc witcher light not as good as the witcher but it's as close as you're going to get without being the witcher that's why i was enjoying it so much and i was really hooked on it uh and then they showed off the previews for valhalla and i was like damn i want to be about that i want to play that looks so fucking cool awesome (laughs) so i was like double committed at that point it's like okay i really want to be i want to be this i want to be it my way though i'm doing kind of everything you know doing all the extra side stuff that just, like, is important and yada, yada, yada. And then I found out the game has, like, three endings, and it is designed such a way that they don't give a shit which one you get to. And the ending that I got to technically spoiled the other endings of what happens with the characters, in a way. And I was just like, so you just don't care. This game was designed... Because they don't, I think a big thing was going around with some people I was watching uh, at the time who were talking about it. It's like, it was a game designed, Ubisoft made games, that they do not care if you beat the games. They just want you to buy them. And if they get you to buy them, that's the goal. They don't care if you actually beat them or how you beat them. And I don't know, something about that and the way it was done in Assassin's Creed, like, I spent so much time in this game. I was so hyped for it. I was so in on it. I was spending so much time on it. <clears throat> And then to find out it doesn't care about my ending, my reward at the end of it, you know? And mm. that was just with the base game. I hadn't done the, the DLC uh, completely yet. And finding out that the that Valhalla picks up right after the Atlantis DLC for Odyssey, such a thing of like, if I'm already feeling this way now, I don't want to go through a whole other expansion of stuff like this. You know, it's a massive expansion, yada, yada. Like, eh, no. And that was at the same time all the stuff came out about Ubisoft. I was like, you know what? I don't want to give you my fucking money anymore. I just don't. I've walked away. And outside of, like, playing The Division with you every so often, back when we did, I just haven't, like, there's nothing about Ubisoft that attracts me to their games anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, their big thing was the fact that they would make uh, games as a service games 
but they had gotten down to a science how to keep pumping stuff into it to keep them alive. But then that got boring. The same with the original games that got boring the way they were doing them. And now it's such a thing of like, I can see why looking at investors, because why wouldn't they? they they've lost all of their toxic ass leads they had before. For, you know, well, not all of them, but the large majority, it seems like there's a massive structure. They're not listening to the employees that are still there that want things to get better. They just are never in the news about anything positive. They haven't done any shows to talk about what their next big thing is. The biggest thing they did recently was that Skull and, Bowl, a Skull and Bones presentation about the pirate game. Like, well, now you get off your ship, but not really. Because, <laughs> you know... Like, it looks like they spent all those years after showing the initial trailer saying, okay, people weren't too hot on that. We have faith in this. Maybe we can go ahead and bring it back. Maybe we'll make it a real pirate adventure game. So they've been gone for all these years, come back recently, and I feel like I was in a time loop when that happened because it literally looked like they just made the same game they promised before, but somehow worse. Almost. I, do, I don't know. Like, it didn't make sense. Like, it's just, this is weird. Like, it's a weird place we live in. Yeah. I, uh, it, so admittedly, that game, uh, me, me and, uh, many of the other guys in, uh, in our Discord are actually following and plan to try out as a group just to see if it holds well as, an equivalent to kind of what we get from things like Sea of Thieves, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but that detail that you mentioned where you basically, you're not uh, the pirate, but the ship, it kind of feels yeah. like. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. At least from a gameplay perspective, uh, it does worry me a little bit. I've seen the, I've seen a lot of like the, the gameplay footage and the trailers that they put out for it. Cause it's coming up pretty soon. I forget when. Um, but uh, even like their their gathering system for crafting, I saw the ship kind of float up to the island, and then you kind of just like aiming at shit and selecting yeah. it, and then it looks like people go and get it. Uh, Basically, it seems yeah. So yeah, it it's um, it reminds me a lot of like Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah. Um, now I actually did really like that game. Mm -hmm but it's different. So we'll see. I'm hoping that at the very least it does well as a team-based game, uh, getting together, making fleets and just being an all around, you know, nuisance fingers crossed. Um, otherwise, like what you're saying, it probably is just going to die in obscurity. Yeah. After seeing what y'all have done with like, see if he's not, I don't believe it for a goddamn second. I believe that game's going to come out and it's going to be fucking terrible. I do not see any future for that game. I, I just can't. Not after all the... the it doesn't have any of the freedom y'all seem to go crazy about with Sea of Thieves. Because once again, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not one of those players. I'm not make-your-own-fun player. But I at least recognize people enjoy make-your-own-fun games. Sea of Thieves does not... That, I mean, um, Skull and Bones yeah. does not look like a make-your-own-fun game. It looks like a very procedural, well, this is what you do to play the game game. Like, where's the customization? Where's the interest in, like, exploring and whatnot? Like, were we, were we not clear? I thought the whole reason they went back is that people kept telling me, hey, we just really want another black flag. It'll be a big fucking game. When they went away with it, I thought they were just, like, they heard us and were like, we're going to make another black flag. And apparently not. 
Yeah, they it, came it back with the same yeah. game, but later. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it it does seem like they they've really lowered the scope. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I've, I'm I'm hesitant on a lot of what I saw, and then some things that I think could be good. But my the question is still out on will that be enough to hold my attention. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes out, I, I expect that I'll give it a shot, and I can probably speak on it then. But even then, again, back to the story of like that's it from Ubisoft. You're right. Yep, that's it. That's all I can think that's, of. That's the that's the most we got to talk about Ubisoft as it is right now. Like I don't know mm. anything else they're doing. They apparently finally hired a lead writer for uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, supposedly. That's not going to happen. I feel like... Uh, I feel like... Uh, I feel like the last time I heard about that was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, it's one of those times where you hear about a celebrity's name and you're like, oh, wait, they're still alive? You know, that kind of thing. It's been just long enough for me to forget that that game was planning to exist at some point. Like, it's such a weird... It, it, you know, if anything, it's kind of like experience I've had recently. Like, every so often, I do stuff on Facebook. I'll, I'll check that in for some friends on there and everything. You know, I was recently posting about job offerings and whatnot to, you know, let people know. And... Do you remember the game? The rapper from back when we were in, like, high school? The rapper? Yeah. Called himself Game? Or the game? Uh, vaguely. I mean, yeah. I think that one up. No, that's the whole point. Like, apparently, the big thing is to, like, show videos of him saying he can rap better than Eminem. And I was just, like, such a moment of, like, holy shit. Like. Oh, because he, he dropped a diss track. I see. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a weird thing of, like, this is still happening over here? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, I know. it feels it feels like we're we're getting there in terms of like, what the fuck is happening with Ubisoft? Like, it's such a weird thing. Like, where are you guys? Like, what is the plan? You've like just disappeared out of fucking nowhere when you were big enough to have your own conference like a year ago. Like, shit. Talk about relying on toxicity. They have all who they have to force the fire because of the fact that they were terrible fucking people. And they were that in deep in the leadership. They don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. Holy shit. Like. Dude, it's been like a year. God yeah. Damn. All right. Well, I guess we'll see on that. And I, I can't wait to see how uh, I, I personally have a uh, I'm sure a lot of people do have a small love in all these diss tracks that Endem gets, especially because I like his responses usually so uh but unrelated to this i will have to watch that he's only gotten funnier of age because he just kept he just like grew up with us of like yes yeah, i don't care like oh it's thank, so, thank you thank you it, like for you younger people always, you don't understand like you don't understand the energy that he just gave our generation this match completely of like yeah what, yeah he why? was the he, he was the uncancelable even in our day and even the, then, gov the government, governmental entities couldn't even stop him. So, oh god, but, but even, uh, he's, just uh, a, yeah. he's just an old dad at this point. Like he still gets on <laughs> all this shit. Like, god damn, I, I love it. I love it. Sorry, that yeah, yeah. Back track. to anyway. Yeah. Back to games. All right, so I could I can jump into the next article here if we'd like. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we'll shift to we'll shift a little bit to talk about um, I guess other games that no one's playing. Um, although, although fair enough, Ubisoft, they still have some numbers. 
Uh, but let's talk about these numbers. So uh, this is an article saying 99% of Netflix subscribers have not tried its games yet. It's from Emma Roth over at The Verge. As Netflix continues to build out its portfolio of games, the streamers seeing less than 1% of its subscribers interact with them on a daily basis, according to data obtained by CNBC from app tracking group Aptopia. Netflix's games average 1.7 million users per day, a sliver of Netflix's 221 million subscribers globally. Aptopia found that the Netflix's games have been downloaded a total of 23.3 million times since Netflix announced a push into mobile gaming in November 2021. The streamer started with just five games, a collection that it has since expanded to over two dozen titles, including a game based on Exploding Kittens, the League of Legends spinoff Hextech Mayhem, and a strategy title called Into the Breach. Netflix also plans on ending a game based on its original series, The Queen's Gambit. Netflix wants to double its current offering of games to 50 titles by the end of 2022 and has acquired three indie game studios to help meet this goal. Previous reports show Netflix's game downloads slowly growing over the course of almost one year that the games have been available. In January, Aptopia recorded 8 million total game downloads, while data from analytics firm Sensor Towers showed totals downloading hit thir hitting 13 million in June. Subscribers on Android devices can access and download games for free from either the Netflix app or Google Play Store, while Apple's rules require Netflix to direct users to Apple devices uh, on Apple devices to the App Store for downloads. So kind of just talking about a bit of the of the, the streams. So uh, kind of a short uh, article here that just talks about just the fact that while those numbers still sound big, saying that, oh, they have millions of downloads. Uh, since they started, it's still an interesting point that of those millions, it only shows a percent of their entire subscription base uh, who, as far as I understand, have already pay for it. You know what I mean? Like they have access to these. Yeah. And they're just not doing it. So a part of me has to admit that at least a, uh, a strong percentage of Netflix subscribers don't give a shit, right? They're, they're on Netflix to watch shows and movies. Uh, a large portion of them probably are not gamers. They're not into that realm. So you can probably write off a percentage of your streamer base to being there for specifically that. And I can't remember if they were changing their subscription model to add this in, or if it just came in. What? Uh, whether it yeah the games whether whether it's a separate subscription model to just not have the games as part of your portfolio for free or for cheaper rather if it's gonna if it's out there i'm on it right now because i'm looking at these games right now on my app and uh i mean if i can get rid of these and save a few bucks why not uh let me take a look well, <laughs> yeah so i can't remember if that was the case because if so then you could probably tell a bit more or at least carve out that number to help you know what you're missing out on but assuming that it's all the same right now and so there's probably a collection of subscribers who will never plan to play them anyway. That is still an insanely low number, in my opinion. Um, like, I the other day when I first heard this story, I was like, "Oh, I should look into that. See what games they actually have on here." Um, there's like 20 games here. That's it. Um, at first I was like, "Okay, I gotta press a button. What do I go? What do I go all this?" No, no, it's, it's literally this one little section. Like, I have not noticed. 
because one, I don't watch my Netflix on my phone very much. That tells you one thing. Two, I don't watch much Netflix, period, because of the fact that I kind of have it for the sake of it's the thing we all have because we were old and there for it as <laughs> opposed to actually use it. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just a little subcategory here. Like, I it was like, there's home, games, new and hot to let you know about new things incoming, and downloads, and whatever the fuck fast laughs are. I don't know. But, like, when I first heard about the story, I was like, okay, I should check this out. I couldn't find it for, like, five minutes because I did not think that it would just be right there for, like, hey, just press this button. And it was, and I wish I hadn't pressed it. I don't, I don't know. Um... I personally have not tried any of the games either. I'm definitely part of the majority here. Um, mm. And when I read through this, I thought, okay, Exploding Kittens card game. Huh, I wonder what that looks like. Um, and then the League of Legends spinoff. I'm like, I didn't even hear about this. And then whatever mm. the hell Into the Breach is. And then when I hear like a game based off of the Queen's Gambit, I'm like, so chess? Like One would think, but who knows? Yeah. Are you, are like, you making I, I want to play Into the Breach. I've I I've got it a few times. I, I looked it over a few times. I'm like, yeah, I, could, I would want to buy it, try it out. I've heard good things. I just don't want to play it on my Nexus account. I don't know. Like, it just seems weird. <laughs> one, one, I don't want to play on my phone. And two, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so... I want to use my Netflix app. Period. I <laughs> they uh, a, a telling thing, at least from this article, is that they seem to be kind of throwing their hat in that ring a bit more, acquiring indie studios, uh, trying to apparently double the amount of titles they have in that list there by the end of the year. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, so they want to go 50 titles by the end of 2022. They have... Uh, how many months is it now? Well, four we're months. in months. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, four months. Uh, they they want to taste that mobile market, and I can understand that desire. It is a massive market. It yeah. is also a it is also a saturated one. So yeah. they got they got to find a way to stand out, just like all their competitors when it comes to their streaming products. You got to find a way to stand out amongst the crowd. I mean, for long as I didn't time, I forgot I could use Netflix on my phone, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, like at this like at this point. Are we ever really that far from a fucking computers or TVs or something that like, can also play Netflix? Like, so, or any yeah, streaming the, device? Or the last this... time. What? Uh, oh, I was going to say the last time I did that was uh, international travel. I did it for uh, a long time travel without internet access, and I downloaded a bunch of stuff from like Netflix. I think that then I was watching Breaking Bad. I was really into Breaking Bad at the moment. So I downloaded like half a season. Yeah, just okay. so I could watch it on the way. That's <clears throat> it, though. Like, that, I can't think of a time where I've had it on my phone instead of just, well, I have my laptop. I guess I just watch it on there. Like, I thought maybe I, another thing is I don't want to invest in anything on Netflix with the fact that they're going to fucking cancel it. So, like, you don't get me wrong. Heart. I love Sabrina. The channel you mentioned Sabrina. It, it was great. But, like, I was okay I thought I could survive the fact that we're only getting four seasons, even though they had plans for like way more. But you know, I put off watching that final season for the fact that I don't want it to end. But I'll get to it eventually. I, I feel like I'm gonna be satisfied regardless. But then, but then they canceled Mister Iglesias with Fluffy himself playing a teacher in high school, and it was sitcom beauty. 
and it didn't deserve to be canceled after that. I had they they could not have spent much money on that fucking show. They could not have spent much money on that that show, and they still canceled it. No, I was done at that point. I'll never be trusting again. For me, I think uh, one of the heavy hitters was how they treated some of their animated uh, IPs. Uh, I still don't like the way BoJack Horseman ended um, because of how it uh, had to be handled. Because they, you can just feel it. And uh, I personally still adore that show. Um, and you felt it with Tuca and Birdie, kind of that similar realm. Uh, the difference is Tuca and Birdie actually got picked back up by somebody. Uh, HBO Max. Adult Swim. I think it was, was Max. It was, was it, it was Max? at least it was on HBO Max. Yeah, one of those. So uh, that's got life. Bojack is done, but the way that they had to like kind of cram in the ending. Um, I remember I remember reading up at the time too with how some of the voice actors were kind of talking about like you know how honored they were and a little bit of a shame how it was coming to an end in a less than ideal way but um that kind of stuff it breaks your heart you see Netflix yeah. you're like come on man oh the same treatment they kind of gave to their their Marvel IPs when they still had them yeah I forgot about that I like I don't know like we'll see I just don't trust Netflix as a business decision. I just really don't like I have it for the sake of what is it? Um, Like, again, just old and it's always been there. And I don't know, like I'll, uh, I'll never forget it as the game fly for my movies. That was those, those were days. <laughs> those dude. were days. Were yeah. Days. Yeah, that a totally unnecessary technology now that things like Game Pass exist. Like I did it for um, a little bit. Like I would get movies for a little bit, and then it was just like, dude, just put the fucking anime on the goddamn app already, please. Like, cause I was I was getting anime DVDs and whatnot every so often. I was just like, dude, just fucking put them on here. Like, don't make me do this shit. Like, just, God damn it. Like I could only get one disc at a time, unless I wanted to pay more, and I didn't want to pay more. It just—it was just—it just, was just really fucking stupid. Yeah, man, what a time! That wasn't even that long ago. That was—that was within. I feel it was within the last ten to twelve years. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little bit longer. It's, we're, we're old. I know. We're, we're old as sin. Um, I know. All right, all right. Let, all let's right. let's move on. Okay. Move on. Okay. So we got the last one here. I know you took that first. You want me to do this one last? Yeah. Uh, no, last one's mine. That's fine. Okay, all right, go for it. Okay, so next up, final story for the night. Microsoft claims Sony pays for blocking rights to keep games off Xbox Game Pass. Dun-dun-dun-dun! This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft has claimed Sony pays for blocking rights to stop developers from adding their content to Xbox Game Pass. The explosive claims are part of a document Word doc filed with Brazil National Competition Regulators and part of a review of Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Microsoft's ability to continue expanding Game Pass has been hampered by Sony's desire to inhibit uh, to inhibit such growth. Really? Am I saying that right? Inhibit? Yeah, their oh. their their desire to inhibit or to like slow down. But I thought inhibit was like enabling. No, inhibit is the opposite of enable. Really? What? Wow. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, okay. Inhibit. I was wrong all these years. Inhibit such growth. Claims Microsoft in an August 9th filing to the Administrative Council of Economic Defense, the CADE. Okay. Uh, as, as translated by from Portuguese, Sony pays for blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing subscription services. Does this mean Sony is evil and Microsoft is casually out here revealing some dastardly business practices? The reality is likely a little more complicated on both sides. Sony could be simply be paying for exclusive rights for its own streaming service, or it may have clauses in some publishing contracts that prevent some games it publishes from being published on rival subscription services. That was that was published a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, it also it's not clear exactly what Microsoft is referring to here, but contracts are publishing games. Oh, I'm sorry, but contracts for publishing games can be complex, particularly when rights of, for streaming and subscription services are involved. Documents filed in the Epic Game v. Apple trial last year revealed Microsoft had been considering lowering the revenue split for PC games in exchange for the giant, the exchange for the grant of streaming rights to Microsoft. In the, yeah, in exchange for the grant of streaming. What else does, does grant mean? I'm learning all types of things about words I thought I knew now. Hold on. The the grant, the allowance of streaming rights. It's it's it sounds like uh like uh like like huh. like uh like the kind of like legalese you'd see in contracts. That yeah no that's that's true huh? that makes sense that that sentence does make sense doesn't it okay okay I I don't know I wouldn't have put that there okay. And it's a quote, too. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, if Microsoft had proceeded with its plans, that could have led to companies carrying exclusive streaming rights on some games, preventing them from being available on rival streaming services. It all depends on how publishing contracts are written, and both Microsoft and Sony regularly secure game exclusives that involve time releases, console exclusivity, and lots of marketing dollars. Microsoft is attempting to convince Brazil's uh, Cade regulator that it should wave through the company's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, as with a B, folks, once again, while the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, is analyzing documents for Microsoft on its acquisition in the U.S. That correspondence is private. I think Brazil's K sounds better than the U.S.'s FTC. Cade sounds cool. You can't really do like what is that? It's Patek. Patek. That's not fun. Um That's not the case in Brazil, where its competition regulators offers up public documents that provide unique insight into the business competition between Microsoft and Sony. Documents in Brazil's Cade have been analyzed by Xbox and PlayStation fans over the past week, with posters on reset error highlighting the juicy parts. The regulator has been asking Sony and other Microsoft rivals about the acquisition. Sony previously responded to Brazil's regulators claiming that it would be difficult for other developers to create a franchise that rivals Activision's Call of Duty and that it stands out as a gaming category on its own. Naturally, Microsoft disagrees, and Ubisoft, Riot Games, Bandai Namco, and Google have all highlighted competition uh, to Call of Duty in the form of Apex Legends, Battlefield, PUBG, and more. Microsoft also argues that not distributing games like Call of Duty at rival console stores would simply not be profitable. 
for the company. Microsoft has previously made it clear it will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Microsoft says the strategy of not distributing Activision Blizzard games on rival consoles would only be profitable if the games could attract a high number of players over to the Xbox ecosystem, resulting in revenue it could compensate for losses from not selling these titles on rival consoles. This this particular article is a little all over the place. Um, Let them fight. I, yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a little all over the place. At least what Microsoft seems to be um, claiming Let here. I haven't fight. read through. I haven't I haven't read through too much on uh, the actual details from the from the purchase down in Brazil, but um, the the idea of exclusivity is not a new concept. Uh, and so it, I, I do question a little bit what Microsoft is claiming here, um, as especially in context to a purchase they are making themselves. Because um, the original point of this whole article was about Microsoft's, uh, or Sony's rather, blocking rights. Um, that well, I, I think that what may their idea is be. that yeah. with the fact that Microsoft's streaming service specifically Sony is, they're trying to make it sound as though they pay to go ahead and make sure that uh, it does not end up on Game Pass. As, you know, the selling point for Game Pass a lot of times is day one for, you know, being available to go ahead and play anywhere effectively. Whereas for Sony, they basically are now paying to not, you know, just keep Microsoft out of the conversation. Where they can't have those, you know, um, those deals in place to help them sell the ecosystem. Which, I... Do I believe both of them are evil enough to be doing all the most negative things about this? Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's probably contract stuff. Like, why would you make a contract of, hey, we're going to pay you to be here first. Why would you also not pay to just make sure they're not anywhere? You, you literally are paying them not to be anywhere else anyway. So, yeah, that probably is part of the clause of, like, hey, no, no competing. Which, I, I mean, if I were Sony... And I had the piss poor offerings that they do on their service right now. I've been making those deals too, personally. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. This the particular article, and, and I know that it says here that it's it's a complicated subject, and it's not entirely clear what Microsoft is really referring to here. Mm -hmm. um, because at least in this context, I agree. I don't exactly know what they're trying to claim, unless unless there's some things down in Brazil that is different from like how things are handled in the U.S. Um. So hard to say. I think uh, I think I know, part of it might yeah. be the fact that you know Microsoft has very much made it a matter of um, when their game passes both on PC and on Xbox, so that it is you know available in more than one place. If it's not available there, they kind of don't really have it. Basically, like that—that's their big offering. So if Sony is paying to go ahead and make sure it doesn't go on that you know on that service, they're they're actively targeting them for you know hampering their sales. Which I mean. Exclusivity period has always done that, but I guess they're just trying to be like, yeah, we don't do that anymore because, I mean, they don't. It's on Game Pass. It's also going to have a PC version most likely, so technically they can claim that. It's a load of shit, but they can claim that. Um. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested in hearing more as this develops. I think as we get further along into the uh, Microsoft uh, Blizzard uh, merger, 
Yeah, I, I mean, say merger, it, I, but they're again, acquisition, right? I can't uh, argue the fact that it's it's again, it's going to happen. There's there's no stopping that thing. Like, there's no way in hell anyone actually tries to stop this. Um, this makes sense. Like, again, I was looking the other day on like you know you know a local convention here in town is coming up recently, and I'm planning like, hey, what games am I going to download on my game onto my Series X when I take it to the hotel and whatnot for the past few days? I'll be down there, you know, looking through everything like. There's so many games on there, but even then, a lot of them, I have my PC already because that's why I want to play them. I don't want to play them on my TV for, you know, personal whatever reasons. And it's just like, okay, there's still some games on here that, you know, at this point, the games that are now I don't want to play anymore but my PC, that kind of limits, you know, what I'm going to think is for me on the console. I have, like, 16 games from Game Pass on my PC that I want to play that I'm not playing on console. So the console choice could be described as limited at that point, but that's only because of their current offerings. I've got the main things I want elsewhere. So I don't know. It's like a, it's a bit of half and half of like, I could see them wanting to get more things on there. Absolutely. For me personally, I would, you know, when I really think about it, this is this is kind of a tinfoil hat mullet, maybe. Maybe this is me starting starting my first curl of the tinfoil hat on the podcast. I like this because let the corpos fight, fuck them both. But also, are we again tinfoil hat moment? Are we? Did we just enter into an age where possibly in the future, what the fuck is the point of publishers who are like overlords over developers? Because if I'm a developer right now. Even if I'm Microsoft and Sony, why the fuck am I dealing with a developer? I'm sorry, why the fuck am I dealing with a publisher when I'm already going to be the publisher of getting it on my service? I'm already putting it out there. I'm doing the publisher job of, hey, this is a thing. We want you to play this thing. We think you'll enjoy this thing. Play this thing. And just going straight to, hey, you made the thing. Do you want to just work with us? At that point, why is there a middleman? You know, like, um, physical release is getting smaller. Like, where where are you gonna buy them from? GameStop? They're fucking dying. Like, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll say it again. Yeah, if you own a physical game, you don't actually own your game. I bet you that game does not fucking work unless you're on uh, the internet downloading the update patch to make it work. And if you do that, again, you don't own your game, you own a license. If they put out an update that as soon as it hits the internet, your game is bricked, that's it. You're done. You don't get to play your game anymore. So, again, it it feels like, I I feel like we just kind of like are, you know, not talking about it very much, but we're getting into that world of like, why why would I let some why if I'm Microsoft or Sony, if I'm if I'm the big corpo group, why am I dealing with this publisher who is not gonna be helping me sell things the best that they can sell compared to me anyway? Why am I dealing with that? Why am I not getting a contact or a concierge with the developer itself and just being a, another arm of publishing there? Why am I dealing with that? Why am I dealing with that other group? Why am I dealing with the group? That is so often connected with being the reason games fail because they they then 
are the ones that get into these developers' process of, no, we want you to make it this way so it'll be profitable. Why am I letting a third-party group determine what's going to be profitable for me instead of just talking to the person who's making the product that I want to profit off of? You know? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I wonder. So like, I don't know. I... I, again, I am not a business analyst or anything like that. Someone much smarter than me has to talk about that. Absolutely. But that kind of feels like this concern people have of like consolidation and all that. I feel like, okay, yeah, okay. That's one more people out of the way of the big corporals like Microsoft and Sony owning everything. But also like, yeah, that also, but also if that does happen, those developers and stuff put their games out. And they're kind of, am, am I crazy? That, that kind of gives them more power then? Because... They need the game. They need the game the developers are going to make. They can't. They literally just cannot keep making games at the speed that games are made right now if they owned everything. So, I don't know. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. When it comes to indie devs, I know that's an entirely different discussion than what we're talking about uh, AAA. Yeah. Uh, again, this particular article... Yeah, I just just analyzing this particular article though. Um, I was just having trouble with context on it because uh, it it definitely starts off like like that kind of discussion, and then it delves very much into Microsoft acquisition, uh, which I was questioning like, well, what does Sony have to do with that? Um, and then Sony claiming that it's going to keep its own stuff seems like at the worst, what it's talking about is its own business choice, and whether or not that is a good one or not. I question what that has to do with um, Microsoft, really. Yeah. At the end, because they, uh, I, I, I kind of agree with the part that they're talking about here at the end of the end. Uh, Sony previously responded to Brazil's re re regulator claiming that it would be difficult for other developers to create a franchise that rivals Activision's Call of Duty and standing out as a gaming category of its own. The next line talking about how Microsoft, Ubis Microsoft, Ubisoft, Riot Games, Bandai Namco, Google, all of them kind of like disagreed with that statement and i also disagree with that statement because i think all these games coming out do show in their own way a competitor to call of duty's um market yeah and so i i guess i just microsoft just goes on to talk about how you know it wouldn't be profitable if they try to keep it to themselves they're definitely going to put it on playstation uh it would just you know it just doesn't make any sense um let's see it's what do they say here microsoft said the strategy of not distributing activision Blizzard games on rival consoles would only be profitable if the games could attract a high number of players to the xbox ecosystem and i see what they're saying there but they're like hey if i try to keep it to myself in an attempt to pull people over i they don't think that the brand by itself activision's brand is going to be enough to bring those players over. So they'll make more money in the long run by making it available. Something that I think they're trying to put out that Sony should do instead. Um, and it just feels, it feels weird. It feels like these two, like you're saying, it feels like these two companies just bickering at each other. And that's, that's what it is. Like it's, it's two corporations bickering at each other. Yeah. And, and to, and to, and to what like higher point I can't see. Well, so, I mean, so ultimately, and this is kind of where I say again, of like, we joke around of like how much we're very much, you know, in favor of Game uh, Pass here. It is the best thing out in gaming. It, it honestly is. But also, it's like we said some time now, uh, but people don't think about it a lot when this comes to this, of uh, the fact that this is 
really illustrated the fact that what people don't think about a lot because we're always uh, people you know in games communities are so caught up on uh, the console war bullshit pettiness that no one stops to think about like actual reality, real fucking numbers. Microsoft demolishes Sony in terms of how big it is. Microsoft's that like plain and simple. Everywhere, you, every every computer you see, that's Microsoft something. They got paid for that. Oh, it's an Apple PC. Or, it's, or no, they don't call them that. They call them Macs. Okay. In reality, how often do you see Macs as the computer being used in comparison to just any computer, period? Any PC, period? Like From a gaming perspective, not at all. Yeah. Or just in, in general in life. Just plain and simple in life. Most operating systems are going to be via Microsoft. Plain and simple. It's going to be that yeah. kind of product from them. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, been really showing that it's, it's really showing that thing of, like, I've said it before, Microsoft no longer gives a fuck about Sony. They are trying to establish the footing they have to keep groups like Amazon and Google out because they would be competition from Microsoft. Sony, at this point, at the fact that Microsoft is like, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to try and necessarily be the better hardware product. We're just going to buy shit. And, and, and maybe, Sony and, can't yeah. keep up. Yeah, maybe that's the detail that's been bothering about this whole article. Is why does it come off, at least in this article, like Microsoft gives a shit at all? Yeah. About what Sony's saying. You know, like it comes I off, mean, at they, least in this article, like Microsoft is giving a little bit of a shit about Sony. And I don't understand why. Like, you know, they're. Like, I mean, I think anything, that was the it's the fact that they have, they have to support their argument. They can't leave it passive. They don't, they're not going to. I mean, again, I don't believe for a second this deal does not go through. But also, they have to make sure they're arguing the point of like, no, it can no. This is the reason it's going to happen. Like, it's not their fault. Call of Duty sells so well. Although technically it is, because they were the one that made the 360, and the 360 was, you know, that explosion was what made Call of Duty sell so well. But like, even then, like they're not the ones that they they don't determine the how successful Call of Duty is. They're not that group. Like it was already that successful. Plain and simple. And they've had exclusivity deals with Microsoft and with Sony off and on, period. Like, they've gone back and forth. So, it's not as though they don't have active comparison number-wise to submit as well. So, I, I get it. Like, the Call of Duty, the most successful, best-selling game every year, there is a reason for it. It just doesn't, like, again, we talked about it on the other show, but between me and Ultima, of the last game, Call of Duty game that came out, Vanguard, after everything that came out about Activision Blizzard, People in games media basically shunned Vanguard. It was not talked about. It did not get hype. It was not pushed on any kind of media outlets, really. And it was still the best-selling game of that year because that's just how well Call of Duty sells, period. Like, at that point, you can't really argue if it's about its success and, like, what it's going to mean for, you know, oh, well, we're going to be affected by that. Like, yeah, no shit. I mean, it's not a global commodity type thing of everyone should have access to it. Is a thing people are choosing to interact with. It's not their fault that you don't have something similar. Microsoft doesn't make Call of Duty. They're just going to be the owners of the group that makes it. Which I know sounds really bullshit and weird. And it, it is. But it's also the truth of like, they could just make a bad Call of Duty and things change. 
So then, so then really this entire discussion is just kind of watching Sony gasp for air. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is another thing of like, I don't believe this is a, an argument of they're trying to keep things off of Game Pass, but they're trying to show that, hey, no, they still have a foot in this market because ultimately is Microsoft bigger and could push Sony around? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. in the core cases of like where they have to stay within this realm of reality and what it means for this deal and why it should or should not go through, it's a weird thing to say that they're trying to prove, no, 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 they have fight them. They can get back up. They can fight their own battles. Like, they'll be fine. They're, they're trying to prove to people that, no, no, they'll be a perfectly fine business even if we own this. Which technically is true, but yeah, it, it's kind of a weird way, like in a, a certain angle, it almost sounds like Microsoft is defending Sony as a company that can succeed on its own, regardless of what its success are. Yeah, although it does come off a little bit like the choices that they're making as a company are what's hindering themselves and not Microsoft's doing. Yeah. Um. So I guess in that case, kind of a clever response. Yeah. Again, a lot of this is possible also just deals of like, as we said, if you were going to pay that money to get an exclusivity deal, then yeah, you would have no compete cause. Like, that, that's pretty standard. That This is how this new age of gaming is going to work when it comes to these bigger name titles. And yeah. even then, why, oh, why, oh, what would, oh, no, we can't, you know, play the next, I haven't played a Call of Duty in well over a decade at this point. Like, so many of the titles they're arguing about, it's like, Dude, I don't care why I play them, or I just don't play them, period, anymore. We just talked about how, in the course of about a year, year and a half, maybe two years at most, Ubisoft is like a fucking ghost name of what the fuck are you even doing? That's how quick things can fucking change. Yeah, random shit in Assassin's Creed X. That's about it. Well, okay. Weird spot. Weird spot to be in. Again, let them fight. Let them fight. Let them burn their fucking cash. I don't care. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, folks. With that, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed yourself. We enjoyed having you, as always. We will not be back next week. We're taking a week off. It's my birthday week, and I don't want to Google documents, so we're not having shows. You're asking, well, why doesn't someone else do documents? Because I'm a control freak. Should have caught that bike. It's not happening. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll come back in a week. Plus, it's gonna be your birthday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't need to be we don't be working too much on birthday. We'll take the time off, we'll recoup, we'll refresh, we'll let some news build up, and then we'll come back and talk about the following week. I might even play games, who knows? What? Wor- it's a strange new world. I don't have three hopes to play anymore. It's perfect timing. Right, right. Do I, do I play the 14 expansion uh, update again? Do I finally do what? Well, they got 6.2 coming out. Uh, actually, I think the I think the 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 note's supposed to come out next week. So hopefully by the end of the month, maybe we'll have a release. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I got four. I got 14 on the brain right now. If you can tell. We'll play Halo sometime in the future, folks. It'll happen again. Don't worry about it. But it's not going anywhere. It's certainly. We haven't noticed. We haven't played in like a few months now, and like at first it was like, man, I wonder if we're gonna make it in time for the co-op drop. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not too worried about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're taking it slow. And with two kind of being... Uh, the, the little bitch that it has been. Uh, yeah, it, we'll take our time with it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's all in the future. All right, with that, again, thank you all. Have a great night. We will catch you 